Welcome to Success Made Simple with your host, Dave Martin. Hello, this is Dr. Dave, your success coach, and you are listening to Success Made Simple. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Make sure you stop right now, share this podcast, because I promise you, you know some people that are going to want to hear it. Share it on your social media and everywhere else that you can. I've got a very special guest with me today. Uh, he is a leader of leaders. He leads an organization of over 700 people as employees, as well as many thousands outside of that. Uh, he's a television personality. Uh, he's also a pastor, and his name is Matt Hagee. Hey, Pastor Matt Hagee. Dr. Dave, it's great to have the opportunity to visit with you today. Thank you so much for joining us on Success Made Simple. What we try to do is just take the principles of success, things that we use in life, make them simple so that someone can put them to practice in their life. We were in your office and I noticed up on the wall you had this, uh, uh, some, some, some writing. I said, what is all this? And it began, you began to talk about how you lead an organization. Uh, in, in kind of the terms of Success Made Simple, I have a statement that I share with every member of our team and I share it with all of our leaders, whether they're leading a home ministry in their living room or they're in charge of an entire division of the ministry. And that is that value is added when engagement is increased. Uh, you know, I think every business leader is trying to find a way to add value to the customer. Well, here in the ministry, while we don't have necessarily a traditional customer, we do want people who come to the church to feel as though we have engaged them at a level of need. Right. And one of the things that we want to do as an organization is not just have that moment of engagement be in a traditional service or just on a Sunday. Uh, that's a great 90-minute engagement opportunity. But how do I get the people who are in this ministry to engage throughout the week? How do I get to be a part of their day? How do I get to help them on Wednesday whenever they're really struggling with something that's in the middle of their week and, and, and Sunday's just too far away? Right. And so from a ministry perspective, we're trying to constantly increase engagement so that we can add value to the life of our member by being the church that Jesus Christ described. As so, a staff, we're trying to engage each other so that we can help with our other coworkers in, in bringing our strengths to their situations and asking them to commit and, and contribute their strengths to our situations. Right. And uh, through this increased engagement, you get a multitude of ideas, collaborations, innovations, things that you never think about if you have to challenge yourself all by, if you have to face the challenge all on your own. So again, value is added. When engagement, when engagement is increased. Is increased. That's a tweetable. That's some twisdom right there. <laughs> so that they can tweet out. And, yeah, and I mean, that's even under the old 140 character limit. I mean, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> and, and so in an, in an organization, what about uh, a corporate setting? How, how can they uh, activate that same principle? Well, I think that it's imperative in a corporate setting uh, that, that every department understands how it pushes and drives the rest of the organization. You know, I often look at the, the individual that answers the phones at the ministry, and I tell them, I said, you are the engineer of first impressions. Right. I said, you're not the receptionist. I said, don't allow that definition to become your limitation. Right. I said, you are the person that is the first face. You are the first voice. You are the first expression that anyone who engages with this ministry gets to see. Right. If that is pleasant, then everything else is set up to go right. 
If that's unpleasant, we're going to have to correct it before we even get to the next step. And so it, it's imperative on every organization for individuals to understand what they do to drive the success of this organization. Even if you're answering the phone, how you answer that phone drives success in that organization. Right. If you're making decisions, how you make those decisions drives success in that organization. If you're cleaning the building, how well you clean the building drives success in that organization. I'll never forget one time I went... Uh, on a field trip with my daughter and we went to the bread factory and, and, and this was one of those parental obligations that I had promised at the beginning of the school year I was going to do. I'll do it. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and finally, uh, it was time to pay the fiddler. Well, I'm walking through this bread factory and, and there's a gentleman who is taking uh, sliced bread in the package off the line and he's putting it in the boxes as, you know, his, it's his job to do. And I, I was thinking to myself, how mundane how boring right. would that be for eight hours just to stand there and put one loaf of bread after another in the box? And the person who was giving us the tour at the bread factory, they, they asked this gentleman, they said, you know, would you like to tell these young people what you do? And he said, I bring families together for moments that they'll never forget. And I was floored wow. because this gentleman, regardless of my perspective on his work, he saw the value in what he was doing. He didn't yeah. see bread he was putting in a box. He saw family Famous. picnics. Yeah. He saw fishing trips. He saw dinner tables. He saw things that yeah. gave him an understanding of how important the step that he was in this process could be. Yeah. And because somebody had increased his level of engagement with his work, he was adding value. You know, he wasn't slamming those loaves of bread into the box so that yeah. damaged goods arrived at the grocery store. He was pulling them off the line like they were newborn infants and, and, and laying them in there like feathered <laughs> pillows and making sure everything was just right before it left the store. And so I think as leaders in, in ministry or in life, if we help people understand how they drive success in, in larger pictures, uh, it, it increases that engagement and it leads yeah. to better value. It's so good that people just understood the purpose in their position. Correct. And how that leads the whole organization, the whole church, whatever it may be, yeah. to a higher level of, of achievement. There are no small yeah. jobs. Every and, job is worth doing well. And people think, well, I just answered the phones. But you say, I'm not, there's no really competition in that. It's just answering the phone. But you got to think. Whoever they called right before you, whether it was FedEx or American Express, Correct. they're comparing what you, how you just answered the phone to all these other organizations. Well, they just called Disney's customer service. Yeah. They just compared you. Exactly. Everybody's got a comparative gear in them that wants to, you know, kind of take their last experience with their next experience and weigh the two together. Right. Uh, one of the reasons, for example, why we don't have... Uh, an automated receptionist is because the increased engagement of voice-to-voice -voice communication, person-to-person, -person, it, it creates a significant difference in the experience that the person has oh, when yes. they, they, they come <laughs> in touch with this ministry. Right. That's yeah. so good. Now, before we go, uh, up in the top right, I remember, you. I think you call it the iron triangle. There is an iron triangle. And this will, this is, is great for, I mean, this could work for any organization is work for your house, really your house Absolutely. budget. So this thing. one of the challenges that I face with, with as many departments as we have is that people get excited about ideas. And when they get excited about ideas, they'll often spend a lot of time working and creating something in their mind that they feel is going to be a real solution 
but maybe it doesn't fit with the mission. Maybe we don't have the organizational capacity in terms of the right people on staff at the moment, or maybe we just don't have the capital resources. But the problem is, is that they've spent so much time, you know, working this out in their own imagination that when they bring it to a meeting or they bring it to a conversation, they fully expect that it should be automatically authorized as the one thing that we've been missing. Yeah. And so I created something called the Iron Triangle. And at the top of the triangle, the question that you ask is, does this idea support the mission? If it doesn't support the mission, you may not present it as a viable idea to anyone for any reason. If it does support the mission, you have passed step one. Step two is to ask, do we have the organizational capacity to do this? So if it's in line with the mission of the organization, the next thing you have to ask is, am I going to have to hire 25 more people to get this done? Or am I going to have to build another warehouse? Or am I going to have to do something that's going to create an additional expense to make this idea a reality? If we don't have the organizational capacity yet, you don't have permission to present that as an idea. The last check mark, if we do have the organizational capacity, is to go over and speak to the financial office and ask, do we have the capital resources? Which means that you've taken some time to think about the budgetary definitions and, and, and you know necessities that it's going to create. And only when all three boxes are checked, do you get to sit down and say, boss, I got an idea and I think it's going to work. Right. And that way, not only does it enable the individual who is really trying to make your organization better, but but help them engage with the different processes that are gonna to have to be put in place if that idea comes to pass. But it also saves a lot of time for leaders and it takes them out of no mode, right. where people are asking them things on a continual basis that are just it's automatic no's because they yeah. don't fit with the mission, we don't have the organizational capacity, nor do we have the capital resources. If it can survive the iron triangle, it's probably an idea that you need to think about. So what, what happens if it really um, can push the mission forward? You have the capital resources, and those capital resources could make the organizational capacity work. Yeah, there's always Is the there... opportunity to say yes, no, or maybe. Okay. And you know sometimes it passes all three check marks, but it's not an idea for now. Okay. It's an idea for later. Sometimes two of the three check marks are there, and just with a little bit of innovation, we can supply the third one. Right. You know, and, and so oftentimes this discussion is an evolving one, but really, in in most cases, whenever people consider all three of those aspects, they'll find a way to get the third check mark. If right. they can get two, they can find oh, three. three. Yeah. If they can't get one, it don't even get started. <laughs> I was working with a company called Altrua. And uh, the gentleman that owns it uh, is the guy that came up with two apple pies for a dollar at McDonald's. Okay. When apple pies were 49 cents each, yeah. he came up with two apple pies for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and What a deal. Yeah, what a deal. And it, it just went crazy. It, over the time, it increased apple pie sales by 268% for McDonald's. Yeah. But in the process... They had to build a whole nother factory to keep up with apple pie with production. apple pie production. Yeah, and and <laughs> then at the end of that, the famous question: Do you want a hot apple pie with that? <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, but but looking at those marks, and they had to take some of the capacity, the 
to build the new factory. Correct. Took some of the capital resources, but increased. Yeah, they, you know. they, they increased their production and they increased their sales. And, and, you know, there's always the opportunity as a leader to look at it and say, that's an idea that we need to really focus on and, and make a reality. Yes. But it does save a lot of time and inefficiency in chasing rabbits that you have no business even pursuing. Right. You know, and, and, and you want to encourage and inspire creativity. You want yeah. to encourage and inspire innovation. But at the same time, you also have to have a balance of practical application of the information. Yes. You know, I've got members on my staff, I'm certain, that would think it was fabulous if we could build a water park in our parking lot. But if we did that, <laughs> we'd run out of spaces on Sunday morning for the people who want to go to church. Right. And so, you know, I don't want to stifle their desire to, to innovate. But at the same time, we've got to consider what is our mission? Do we have the organizational capacity to handle it? And do we have the capital resources? Because at the end of the day, the bottom line of making the mission succeed is if you don't have any money, you don't have any mission. There you go. There you go. And there you go. That's the iron triangle. All these great leadership principles. Uh, Matt Hagee, like I said, leads an incredible organization, over 700 employees, multi-million dollar organization with many different branches off of that that are doing so many great things. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking a few minutes with us. Uh, here today on Success Made Simple. We'll put all the information there in the in the podcast notes. Make sure you check all that out. I want to thank Harley Davidson. When I'm on my Harley, it gives me time to think, to relax, and to enjoy being outdoors. It also gives me a connection with other Harley riders all over the world. For 115 years, Harley Davidson has been uniting freedom-loving, adventure-seeking people. Harley stands for independence, for authenticity, and for the passion of being on the open road. There's nothing like riding a Harley. Visit HarleyDavidson.com or a Harley dealership near you. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again next week right here on Success Made Simple. You have been listening to Success Made Simple. For additional coaching and resources, go to DaveMartin.org. Also follow Dave on social media at Dr. Dave Martin.